Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode eight of the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. On tonight's show, why family medicine needs social media. We're reviewing some uh, recent meetings from the American Academy of Family Physicians. Last week, they had their annual leadership forum in their uh, National Conference of Special Constituencies meeting in Kansas City. And beginning tomorrow in Washington, D.C., they will have their Family Medicine Congressional Conference. I wrote some uh, blog posts and was very active uh, on Twitter uh, these past few days and uh, bringing some people along there especially at these meetings here. Very excited to talk about that and also some other topics, including, hey, it's Mother's Day today. All that coming up and a lot more on Episode 8 of the Family Medicine Rocks podcast, starting right now. Hi, this is Kevin Bernstein, MD Student 31 on Twitter, and I listen to Family Medicine Rocks with Mike Sevilla. Welcome to the show that is passionate about medicine and social media. This is the Family Medicine Rocks podcast live on a special Sunday night edition of the show. And I'll get into why that's happening in just a couple of minutes here. Uh, But I am your host, the friendly family physician. My name is Mike Savella, family physician and social media enthusiast. What is this show about? Well, I get that question a lot. Sometimes I wonder. (laughs) But I tell people this is social media through the eyes of a family physician. Check out the website at familymedicinerocks.com. Also join us on Twitter and Facebook. Shout out to all 160 people who are fans of the Facebook page. And also, shout-out to all 6,146 people who are following me on Twitter. Why, I don't know, but I very much appreciate that. You can also listen in real time to this show, which I know some of you do out there, on your mobile device, on your iPhone, Droid, BlackBerry, Windows 7, all those other type of devices. Just direct your mobile browser to blogtalkradio.com slash rocks. Today is Sunday, May 8, 2011. It is 8.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And it feels like 64 degrees Fahrenheit here at Family Medicine Rocks World Headquarters. And uh, thank you for joining us uh, on the show here this evening Coming up, yes, we will be talking about family medicine and social media, what I think about that. I did want to apologize uh, for canceling the show at the last minute 
last week. I had uh, something come up at the last minute. Nothing too serious, but something that needed my attention. I apologize for the inconvenience uh, for people who were planning to tune in to the show last week. And, of course, today is Mother's Day. And uh, shout-out to my mom out there because she does uh, listen to the show. <laughs> Hi, Mom. <laughs> Spent a great day with Mom today. Had a nice nice lunch with her today uh, and my dad, you know. So, uh, so shout-out to all the uh, moms out there. Happy Mother's Day to all of you. And I also want to uh, give uh, some news here. It was announced on Facebook, but uh, our good friends uh, Danny and Jessica Lewis those of you who in the AAFP crowd may remember uh, Danny Lewis. So he was uh, on the board of directors back in 2006 as a resident. And uh, he and his wife uh, uh, had uh, their uh, <laughs> uh, had their child there last week, born on May the 5th at 928 a.m., of course, announced on Facebook. <laughs> so not already uh, friends with them. Uh, congratulations to them because I know, uh, you know they listen to the show here every once in a while. So uh, congratulations to all of you there. Um, and uh, also, you know, it is Sunday night, getting you ready for the top of the hour here uh, on Twitter uh, for the uh, famous Health Carol social media chat, HCSM chat. So well, those of you who uh, are Hanging out, waiting for that at the top of the hour. Thank you for checking out this show here this evening. Of course, I want to give a big shout-out to Dana Lewis, Dana M. Lewis on Twitter. And uh, she has been uh, keeping track um, of the uh, the aftermath of what's been going on um, in her home state there of Alabama. It has been out of the news here, but still um, on our minds. And I did want to give a uh, a website out here uh, that is uh, from the uh, University of Alabama, Tornado Relief. And uh, if you want to help out with them, just go to uh, ua.edu. That's the University of Alabama, ua.edu, slash Tornado Relief. And uh, that's a pretty good website there. And uh, it is uh, their uh, University of Alabama Acts of Kindness Fund. And uh, reading from their website here, in the days following the recent uh, tornado, we received numerous calls and messages offering to help UA and the Tuscaloosa community. We are humbled by your generosity and appreciative of the thoughts and well wishes we have received from so many. Information on this page will help connect you with some of the most uh, effective ways to help during this challenging time. And I know she's been documenting this on uh, on her Twitter feed there, and I wrote a blog post uh, on Facebook, and it's uh, trying to help out to uh, repost that on my blog as well. So, uh, so don't forget about those people out there because uh, they are just starting to uh, rebuild, uh, or maybe even not even out there yet. So they need our help. So uh, I want to give a big, uh, big shout out to uh, try to help spread the word on that. And of course, uh, in just uh, 22 minutes will be the HCSM Sunday Night Chat. And uh, starting here, um, well, actually, in the, in the past few weeks, uh, have been the Family Medicine Chat, Fam Med Chat. We're trying to find a study day and time for that. But it's usually on uh, Thursday nights 
on the Twitter. And uh, so uh, you can also go to FamilyMedicineRocks.com and to get more information about the Family Medicine Chat. That's uh, been that's been a good time there. And uh, for those of you who are just hanging out for the HCSM chat, uh, just trying to see what's uh, going on out there, I uh, found an interesting drama that's going on on uh, <laughs> on Twitter right now. It is uh, pound sign end to farms, and uh, it's an interesting reading over the past uh, two or three hours there. Uh, I won't go much into that, uh, but uh, if you're just hanging out here. Uh, trying to read some stuff before the chat. Uh, check that out here tonight. All right. So we'll be talking about here family medicine and uh, social media coming up in just a little bit here. But first, I do want to thank Blog Talk Radio for featuring the show here again uh, this evening. I've been the uh, social media hobbyist since 2005. And if you're curious, yes, I am a real physician. I'm a family physician here in full-time private practice here in uh, northeastern Ohio. And uh, usually, if you're listening live, you can see my uh, face on the uh, webcam, but the uh, webcam here is somehow not working here on Block Talk Radio uh, tonight. So I just want to give a big shout-out to MD Student 31 in the uh, chat room here. And uh, he is on the train telling me he's traveling Biden-style to the nation's capital for the Family Medicine Congressional Conference. And if you yourself are trying to get into the chat room here and Block Talk Radio, just uh, be patient because sometimes it can take a while for you to get in here for some reason. <laughs> uh, so I will take my break here. And um, at the other side of the break, we'll be uh, getting into the uh, getting into the topic here tonight, family medicine and uh, social media. You're listening to the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. Um, in partnership with the Family Medicine Education Consortium, you can get there by going to fmec.net. And also a, a proud member of the ProMed Network of Podcasts, you can get there by going to promednetwork.com. And we'll be right back. Social media through the eyes of a family physician. This is the Family Medicine Rocks podcast, familymedicinerocks.com. So let's uh, jump into this here. So uh, last week, <clears throat> excuse me, let me get my drink of water here. <clears throat> so uh, last week uh, in Kansas City was uh, the uh, uh, American Academy of Family Physicians, AAFP, their uh, annual leadership forum, and their uh, national conference of special constituencies. So basically, if you don't know anything about these meetings, these are uh, leadership development-type meetings for family physicians. And it's a great opportunity to get together, to network. And there's also a policy component 
members get to make suggestions on policy changes. What should the academy stand for? What should be their stance on certain issues? And members get the opportunity to do that through these meetings last week. There's also some good leadership training things, for example, how to conduct yourself, how to effectively communicate in areas like uh, dealing with the media. They had some sessions on that and a lot of other different sessions. So especially if you're a family physician, especially if you're a member of the American Academy of Family Physicians, if you're able to get out to this meeting, I guarantee you that you will network with some awesome people, people who think like you, people who are looking out for our patients, trying to give us a voice at the table. And one of the inspiring things that uh, I saw during this meeting was the use of social media. I was at the meeting last year in person, and there was just a few of us using the Twitter, using the Facebook, and uh, I understood that it was a slow process. You know, about a year ago, there were very few meetings, few medical meetings using Twitter and, and social media. Um, so it was really inspiring for me to see a lot of these platforms being used. So I saw that a lot of people during this meeting or these meetings signing up on Twitter during the midst of the meeting, which I think was very cool. And I saw people using these platforms. I saw people using this stuff out there to try to communicate with people not only inside the meeting, but outside the meeting as well. And I wrote a blog post on Saturday, May 7, 2011, Why Family Medicine Needs Social Media. And uh, up to this point, it's gotten a lot of hits. A lot of people have read it. A lot of people have commented about it. And the points that I made during that, in that blog post, are the following. First, when you go home from one of these advocacy-type meetings, people are really revved up. People are really excited. People are, you know, they're, they're raring to go, ready to change the world. But as you get in your car ride home, as you get on the plane on the way home, the reality of home starts to hit you, whether it's the work that you left behind or all of that work stress that is slowly creeping into your brain as you get closer and closer to home and you get further and further away from this exciting and energizing meeting. And by the time you get home, by the time you get back to work, 
you've forgotten all of that. All of that energy, all of that fire, all of that has disappeared until a year goes by and you start all again. I think that social media has the opportunity to continue the momentum that was started at the meeting, that was started by the people at the meeting, but started by all that emotion, started by all that passion, started by all that optimism. You get a bunch of people in the room, and it's very powerful. I think social media has the opportunity to keep you connected with the people that you meet at these meetings, to continue the work at home, at the grassroots, that was started at an advocacy meeting like this. Because we've all been through it. We've been all you know, away from home. We go to these places. We go to these meetings. We meet people who have similar interests. We get energized. You can't help but get energized. But then you go home, it's all gone. I think social media has the opportunity to continue that, to continue at the grassroots the work that was started at some of these advocacy meetings. What else does social media do? Social media lets the world know about certain events. For example, one week ago today, and we'll get into it in too too much detail, but when people ask me when I first heard about Osama bin Laden, I tell people I was on Twitter. That's where I learned about it. That is the point in time that I will remember. So when you're at these meetings, especially last week's meetings in Kansas City, tomorrow's meeting in Washington, D.C. I can feel like I am there. I can feel like I am participating. Because not only are they using Twitter to let us know what's going on, we can, in turn, interact with them and say, hey, this is what we think about that topic. This is what we think about what that speaker said. And that continues the conversation on the Internet. And I think that is one of the tools, one of the powers of this stuff to continue the conversation, not only inside the walls of the meeting, but outside at home, if you're in your office, if you couldn't make it to the meeting, if you're at home, to make you, to have you feel connected to those people who are able to make it out there. Other things that social media does, it helps organize people. And, you know, all you have to do is look at the Middle East here in the past few months to see how that has been done in the news. But I'm very inspired from a family medicine standpoint from the hashtag FM revolution. My good friend Jay Lee 
next year's conference chair or convener of the National Conference of Special Constituencies meeting, he wrote a post called Family Medicine Revolution. He's, of course, part of the California Academy of Family Physicians and their foundation. They're going to be premiering a website called FamilyMedicineRevolution.org, I believe. I think that's going to be coming up either this week or next week. Stay tuned to Twitter because you'll hear about it more there. But it's able to organize people. It's able to bring people together through the power of social media who have similar interests. And the last post, the last point that I made here on this post is social media has the opportunity to start a dialogue on maybe some kind of controversial or even not controversial type topic. Some of the things we've been talking about is, you know, what is a family physician? What is family medicine? Why has that message been difficult to convey to our patients, to payers, to legislators? Because every day in my office, I have patients tell me, you know, Doc, I didn't even know you did that. I didn't know that you see newborns. I didn't know that you see older people. I didn't know that you did this service or that service. I think we as a specialty could do a better job. We could communicate better about what we do. And I think social media has an opportunity to get that conversation going with people in a lot of different places to start the conversation and to to continue the conversation. And as I said before, this post on FamilyMedicineRocks.com uh, from Saturday, May 7th, 2011, Why Family Medicine Needs Social Media. I want to thank the people who read it. I want to thank the people who commented on it, especially Dr. Reed Blackwelder, who is a uh, member of the AFP Board of Directors. And he, uh, his comment is, uh, maintaining momentum is such a difficult challenge for all of us who balance our busy practices and personal lives with such energizing activities as NCSC, ALF, national conferences, and so on. Mike's comment of the inevitable feeling of drowning when we get home is right on target. I look forward to seeing all these newly fired up leaders riding the wave by accelerating the use of social media. So that's somebody who gets it. I appreciate his comment. I appreciate uh, his communications with me during the meeting. It's It's been very fun. And I hope, I hope the Academy is paying attention to this. I hope the Academy is listening. Because the social media is not going to go away. And I think, especially with this election cycle, 2012 election cycle, already in progress, the Academy has the opportunity to utilize social media to help get the message of family medicine out there. And did I mention it was free? Did I mention that a lot of these social media tools do not have a line item? 
They're free. Of course, there's staff time involved. But if you get the right people, if you get the right members out there also using social media to get the same message out, there will be this groundswell of information, especially from the grassroots. And I really, really, really hope that the Academy is listening to this. Because family medicine has the opportunity now more than ever to get our message out. What do we believe? What do we think? And now, what data do we have to prove that family medicine has the solutions to give this country the best health care. We have data. We have the Graham Center. We have other people out there, other organizations out there doing great work. We just need to get their message out there. Because we have the data. The data is out there. I keep seeing it. I didn't even know all this data was out there. So we have the opportunity to do that. My good friend, uh, MD Student 31, Kevin Bernstein, is in my chat room here right now. He's in the train. He's on the train, training it along to D.C. And he says in his post here, last year we had a Twitter feed at uh, National Conference, uh, one of the things that I suggested at these advocacy meetings is to have a big screen with a Twitter stream up there letting people know who is out there and what they're commenting on. He says, last year they had a Twitter feed at National Conference for residents and students. There was not much action, and it's in jeopardy of take, being taken away. So he's doing his best to try to get that back, and I hope they do. I hope it's at the big meeting. I hope it's at the big annual meeting in Orlando in September, especially at their Congress of Delegates. I think that's going to get more members involved. I really do. Um, and also on this post, um, a good friend, uh, Mark Ryan, a Richmond doc, he says he's in complete agreement with the need for family medicine to be on social media. Any changes to how family medicine is perceived and or value will require patients and decision makers to understand who we are and what we do. We cannot, we can connect, we can connect with patients on social media and we can help them influence decision makers. We can become better and more effective advocates for our patients and for our specialty by being active here on social media. We can form new partnerships and find new alliances here, or allies here is what he says. We can develop new resources and learn new information here, we can meet and inspire medical students. Family medicine has the potential to be the most prominent and visible medical specialty on social media. I definitely agree with that, sir. We need to take full advantage of this opportunity. And Meredith Gould, 
commented since communicating with a group, for example, family, is at the heart of family medicine, becoming savvy about and actively using social media can only enhance practice development and care delivery. So thank you for those comments there. And also thank you for people who commented on Twitter. There are a lot of people who commented on Twitter as well. Thank you for that. So we're coming up to the top of the hour here. So people who are hanging out for the HCSM chat, it's going to be starting here shortly. And I did want to give a big shout-out here to uh, to the aforementioned, if I can find it here, Family Medicine Congressional Conference in Washington, D.C. I need to get that up here. Oh, I have too many screens open at once here. <laughs> oh, let me find this here. Thought I, I thought I had it. Let me let me do a quick search here. So it's May 9 and 10 at the Grand Hyatt, Washington. And a two-day conference. Help put primary care and your patients at the center of the new health care system. Educate the new members of Congress on uh, physician payment, strong uh, primary care workforce, and more. And I encourage you to check out the uh, the video that they have, just do a search on AAFPFMCC because that's going to be the hashtag. You do, a, you do a search there. The top link is the AAFP site, and uh, you go about halfway down the page. There's a video there, and uh, check that out. It says, day one, learn how to lobby. Day two, go do it. Get your message heard in D.C. and at home. Learn how you can strengthen and develop relationships with legislative officials and staff. Beginning tracks and advanced tracks available. So one of these days I'm going to head out to that meeting. And the MD student 31 says about 20 med students this year, 20 med students this year. Typically there are only five. Most of us have to fund our own way to D.C. And the other really amazing thing that uh, was tweeted out last week was that the uh, – the med students that at this advocacy meeting, all of them, all of them gave to the Family Medicine PAC or the Public Action what's it, Committee. Yeah. So they're giving. they're giving. They know the importance of legislative advocacy giving to the FM PAC. I think it's amazing. These students that we have right now. I also want to give a pl- plug to uh, futureoffamilymedicine.blogspot.com. Check out that blog. Get ready to just have your your socks knocked off by reading some of the intense intense stuff. I'm not kidding. You know, they talk about ACOs. They talk about I forget what they talk about. <laughs> A lot of stuff. Let, let me do let me do a search here because it is just it is just uh, amazing. Here we go. 
They talk about, let's see what they're, yeah, ACOs. The most recent one, Saturday, May 7th. Leading models of practice at cannibal care organizations. Retooling the MCAT, rethinking the goals of academic medicine. Has the RUC, R-U-C, destroyed medical student interest in primary care? Go read that stuff. Look at the graphs on there. I didn't really get into this tonight, but but the RUC was uh, hugely debated at last week's meeting, having to do with payment, having to do with disparity, having to do with people being very upset, having to do with possibly having primary care and family medicine walk away from the RUC. And if you go to futurefamilymedicine.blogspot.com, it gives you a pretty good outline of what that's all about. So there are groups out there that are using this stuff. There are groups out there, you know, like medical students are using social media for advocacy, not for telling people what they had for breakfast. That's what I do. Um, but they're using this stuff. Uh, before I go tonight, I want to uh, read a couple of blog posts from uh, Facebook that I might uh, cross-post to my own blog. The first is from Viviana, Viviana Martinez-Bianchi. She is the chair of the uh, commission that plans the NCSC meeting. Very, very powerful speaker. I'm just, I'm in awe every time I, around her. I saw her for like three seconds at my meeting like two weeks ago. Uh, But the energy that she brings. So she writes on her Facebook blog, Facebook post, energy, empowerment, caring, people, opportunity, community, leadership, accountability, social media, are some of the words that come to mind after this year's conference. I am thankful to the AFP for giving us the opportunity to develop our skills, to hear our voices, to be heard, to stand proud on the stage. Happy to see new faces and hear their opinions. Happy to recognize less of a quiver of someone's voice grow within. So happy to recognize in others that they have found a new ability. Some of the words shared by Surgeon General Dr. David Satcher, leadership is about learning. Once we stop learning, we stop leading. Leadership responds to opportunity, challenges, and crises. Leadership is a team sport. Leadership is not position-dependent. Effective leadership transforms communities. Leadership requires a global perspective. Leadership is like a relay race. Leadership is about partnerships. Relay race. Never drop the baton. Each leader has responsibility to deliver the baton. Responsibility to pass on to the next runner. Sometimes the person that carries the baton Let's go of the baton too soon. Sometimes they hold on too long. 
you need to do a transfer of leadership. Essential elements of a strategy to eliminate health disparities, we must care enough, we must know enough, we must be willing to do enough, we must persist in our efforts. It's Viviana Martinez-Bianchi, the chair of the Commission of Membership and Member Services. I believe that's what her commission is. Great pictures on Facebook, actually, of her at the podium. And also some words from Dr. Jay Lee, next year's conference chair. He's talking about leadership as well. He put on his Facebook post. It's been said that the mere act of showing up is an act of leadership. That will be true for the vast majority of family docs who remain present for their patients and communities. However, I believe it is time upon us for a paradigm shift. Merely showing up is not enough. I've been trying to wrap my mind around how family medicine and civic engagement natural fits for one another when you think about it. Sometimes mixed like oil and water. Then I remembered when we all went to medical school and therefore are physicians first. What I mean is that we are trained to think linearly whereas treating social determinants of health is not linear at all. As we build more effective training opportunities for family docs to exercise the systems part of their brain, like NCSC, I believe that the intellectual part of family medicine leadership will catch up with the passion part of it. We will have achieved our tipping point, the one in which family docs are as comfortable in the clinic as they are in a coalition meeting or legislative visit, or press conference. It's Dr. J. Lee, Family Doc Wonk on Twitter. And also stay tuned to FamilyMedicineRevolution.org uh, for the new website. And T-shirts, actually. I want to get myself a T-shirt on that deal. So with just a few minutes left, I really believe that family medicine needs social media. They need it for a lot of different reasons. But I think the most compelling reason is that it will help spread the message of social <laughs> spread the message of family medicine. Man, I totally messed that up. Social media will help spread the message, spread our story the story of family medicine. I really believe that family physicians, family medicine are the best storytellers. And we have this medium, this social media to help tell our story to our patients, to payers, to legislators, to anybody who will listen. This is what family medicine is. These are our ideas. These are what we believe can help take care of our patients better. 
that's what the convergence of family medicine and social media are. I firmly believe that. That's why I've been doing this for so many years. To try to spread my story and to spread the story of family medicine through blogs, through podcasts, through Twitter, through Facebook, through whatever's out there. Because it will reach enough people. I really believe that. And if we get more people, if we get more of our colleagues familiar with it, not afraid of it, then I think I think family medicine revolution, FM revolution, I really think that will happen. So that's my show here for tonight, kids. Thank you all for joining me. If you want more information about this, go to familymedicinerocks.com. If you want to participate in our Twitter chat, FamMed chat, there's some information about it there. I believe it will be on Thursday coming up. My good friends, MD Student 31, Richmond Doc, those people are out there helping us. I'm really looking forward to the Family Medicine Revolution site when it comes up. Maybe I can get an interview with uh, one of those people out there. But I think 2011 is the year, my friends. It is the year for family medicine and social media. I've seen it. I've seen the tide turning last week. And I know that the momentum will continue. It will continue tomorrow. If you're on Twitter, A-A-F-P-F-M-C-C. That is the hashtag to keep an eye on on May 9 and May 10. They'll be in Washington, D.C. Um, there won't be no uh, show coming up uh, this coming week. My schedule is too crazy. But uh, but get more information about this show, go to familymedicinerocks.com. Also, uh, friend me up on Twitter, Dr. Mike Sevilla, D.R. Mike Sevilla. Also go to the Facebook page of the show to search Family Medicine Rocks or just go to familymedicinerocks.com and uh, that can get you everything. That can get you the, uh, the my Twitter. That can get you my Facebook page. That can have you see some videos of me doing some of this stuff, having a good time. Thank you all for joining me here this evening. And hey, for you people out there in the Family Medicine Revolution, hey, Take heed and take heart. It's starting, baby. We are going to change the world. My name is Mike Savella, FamilyMedicineRocks.com. Good night from Northeastern Ohio. Have a great week, everybody.